to The Local Way, the podcast series brought to you by The Alternative. I'm your host, Laura Picardi, and I am beyond excited to take you on a journey with me as we dive into the world of the amazing women in the industry this International Women's Day. And let me tell you, we don't just celebrate the ladies in our industry once a year, we do it every day. That's why this series will run for five weeks, because we couldn't possibly fit all the magic into one episode. In fact, we could probably release a podcast every day just to capture all the incredible things that everyone's doing. Before we get into it, I just want to give a shout out to the Alternative Dairy Co. range of plant-based barista milks for making this episode possible. The local way is the alternative. From roasters to baristas, we're going to get up close and personal with the inspiring ladies who are breaking barriers, creating change and revolutionising in their own individual ways. So if you haven't already, grab your favourite brew of choice, sit back and get ready to meet our guests. So welcome to The Local Way, the podcast hosted by The Alternative Dairy Co. So I am beyond excited today to welcome two more lovely ladies. We have Katarina Paula, or Kat, as we shall (laughs) fondly refer to her. Um, Kat is the Territory Development Manager at The Alternative Dairy Co. And we have the lovely Melita Ferraro. (laughs) Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Or we can say it more exotically, Ferraro. Melita is the Senior Manager for F&B Development and Capability at the Star Entertainment Group. So thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. How are you both? Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks, Laura. Oh, good. Great to hear. I think we've all just decided we're sharing a a mutual hot and sweaty day today from South Australia (laughs) and Sydney and the Central Coast. So hopefully we don't melt (laughs) during this session. (laughs) Good day for an iced coffee, right? Definitely. Very good day for iced coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I would like to start um, by just having a little bit of fun, breaking the ice with a few rapid fire questions so that we can get to know you both personally a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to ask each question. I'm going to come to you first, Kat, and then you, Melita. So are you ready? Uh, All right, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Kat, texting or talking? Texting. Melita? Texting, yep, definitely. Favourite day of the week, Kat? Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, tough one. Friday or Saturday? Maybe a Friday, you know, the weekend's ahead. (laughs) Yep anticipation we like it how about a nickname that your parents or friends call you uh bella is what they usually call me <laughs> ah that's nice and I, generally get, I get mel at work or i get leety from my family oh, like that. oh, that's nice <laughs> yeah i do too um how about a song that you're currently listening to on repeat uh, i don't really i'm not good at names of songs honestly um, but I listen. You can sing. Yeah. We don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't put everyone through that. <laughs> but I listen to a lot of 90s music. I feel like it gets me hyped. So, yeah, sorry. I'm so bad at names. <laughs> That's all right. That works. Hyped is good. Melita, how about you? I'm hooked on Pink's new album, Trustful, at the moment. There's Ooh. kind of something for every mood. So, big Pink fan. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to check that out. 
All right. Finally, of course, we have to ask this. What is your go-to coffee order? At the moment, mine is an almond piccolo. Very nice. And Melita? I am a filter drinker or black coffee generally in any way. Excellent. I like it. (laughs) Just thank you, ladies. So, um, look, let's talk a little bit more now about your professional journeys um, because you are here with us because you're um, both very inspiring ladies within the within the industry, hospitality, coffee and everything that sits with under that umbrella. Um, So, Kat, can you tell us what your professional journey has been to date and how you've ended up where you are today? Well, I grew up working in my parents' restaurants. So that's kind of how I Mm -hmm. started my hospitality journey. Um, So it was forced upon me, actually. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Thanks, family. Yeah, I know. And then from there, I just really started to really enjoy the coffee side of hospitality. So I uh, started working at a franchise here in South Australia, and we've got called Cheapo. Mm. So I managed a couple stores uh, there And then I also did some study, but I don't know, hospitality has this way of just like dragging you back into it because you love it so much. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And now I'm here. (laughs) And, and okay. Tell me about that. What, why does it drag you back in? Because it doesn't do that for everyone. It's not for the faint hearted hospitality, is it? So what, what hooks you? No, that's true. Um, you know, I think you just fall in love with the industry. Mm. I don't know if you feel the same, Melita, but yeah, you just have this connection to it that you can't really explain. And then when you leave it, you just miss it, you know, because you're in it and you're like, oh, I'm Absolutely. so stressed. Yeah, it's hard work. But then when you're not doing that, you're like, oh, my gosh, I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Like something's missing from you. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's rewarding because you're 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 giving people joy, right? Coffee, food, all that kind of stuff. It's such a major part of all cultures, right? So regardless of the stress and the hard work, you know that that at the end of the day, you're making people happy, I suppose. Exactly. It's almost like a community that you have together that you can't explain to anyone else unless they've worked in hospitality before and you all have this connection. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. (laughs) The pleasure and the pain. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Fantastic. And how about you, Melita? What's, What's led you to where you are today? I started in hospitality, um, similar to Kat, with not the family connection, but in the franchise world. So I was actually Mm. dancing professionally as a teenager. And much like others trying to get into the entertainment industry, you kind of need something on the side. And hospitality tends to be that go-to for so many people. Mm. Um, So that's how I started working for Gloria Jeans. Um, and my franchise partner owned five stores. So I got to work across his stores and, and experience it firsthand. And then I continued on with Gloria Jeans in various roles, operations trainer. Then I got the opportunity to move to Sydney as the group barista trainer and took on beverage Mm. innovation. So just fully immersed myself in, in the coffee and franchise world. Um, and I was with them for about 16 years and decided then that it was time to kind of branch out. So then I moved mm. to Paradox Coffee Roasters and saw the other side of coffee being the independence and specialty world and got to work with those guys and learned so much from the team there. It was incredible. Um, and now working for the star and 
and looking at food and beverage in, in a much broader capacity, again, has just kind of taken me into another realm of hospitality, I guess you could say. But it's so true what Kat said, when you're not amongst it, you feel like you miss it. And it really does just bring people together. So whether it's food, coffee, beverage, you name it, it's just a way for people to find connection. And I think when you're working in that world, you get to join in that connection as well. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned Gloria Jeans because so many people from the industry that I've met, they all started at Gloria Jeans. That was like the OG place where a lot of mm. the specialty roasters or specialty baristas, they all started there. So it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing the amount of people you meet and paths have either crossed or they just have just slightly missed crossing. But yeah, yeah it was a, an amazing kind of starting ground, I think, for so many in the industry. It's nice. It's a common thread that I've I've heard throughout everyone I've spoken to in this podcast series is this this community and um, and like you said, crossing paths or if not crossing paths with someone that has crossed paths with someone and just that that unique understanding of the industry and you know the slight nerdiness that <laughs> that a lot of people have around coffee. There's nothing like a, a niche interest, right, to bring people together as well. Yeah. Absolutely. The coffee world is, is not that big in the big scheme of things. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. And actually, I'm interested, Melita. So you, you said then that you've worked across the franchise, the independence, and, and now you're, you know, the massive beast, the star. Has there been any massive differences or indeed similarities that you've noticed throughout those different areas of the industry? Yeah, I guess one of the largest was going from the franchise world where you basically kind of live within the box that Mm. franchise is. So all your systems, tools, processes, um, it's so structured and has so much framework around that, that you kind of, you know, exactly where you're going and and what you're allowed to do or what you shouldn't potentially be doing, uh, which makes it quite simple in in that regard and then when you move into the specialty and you're a wholesale roaster supplying to so many different cafes it's looking at a much broader picture and supporting in different ways so Mm. gone is that kind of box and that structure that confines the the franchise world Um, and then you're looking at alternative ways that you can support each individual cafe to deliver on what they need to deliver on I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's quite nice to have that start in a way, kind of like have some structure, be shown what that can look like. Absolutely. Kat, I'm sure coming from a family restaurant, particularly the Italians, I've got an Italian <laughs> restaurant, her husband as well. Uh, it's not always that structured, is it? They have their own way of doing things. So um, <laughs> I guess that structure is nice. But yeah, on that though, Kat, what, what did you learn within your family environment that you've taken you know, with you on your journey? You know, you learn a lot of life lessons for sure. Um, (laughs) And you, yeah, you just learn how to work with people and you learn a skill as well. Like my dad always said, you can work anywhere in the world once you've worked in hospitality, which is true. So, Mm. you know, it was, I was quite lucky to grow up in that because back then it was really hard to get good training and learn things like that or people giving Mm -hmm. you an opportunity um so yeah you definitely learn a lot of life lessons (laughs) 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, what's what's some? I'll start with you, Kat, on this one. What are some specific challenges throughout all of you know any part of your journey that you've encountered that you've had to? figure out how to manage and overcome? Well, I think when I was younger, it was, you know, more getting over embarrassing things that happen. So I don't know if you have any like embarrassing yeah. hospitality stories, but um, once I was... <laughs> Can't spill the beans, ladies. <laughs> once I was carrying three plates of uh, bruschetta, so it was bread with like tom- fresh tomato and basil on it, and I was walking behind this man and it slid off and it fell onto his white press shirt all oh. over him. I'll never forget <laughs> it. And it's just mortifying. And you have to fix that situation and then continue serving them the rest of the night. Like, so, you know. <laughs> With a smile. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. So you kind of learn to, like, I don't know, keep going. <laughs> but, yeah, do you have any embarrassing stories, Melita? <laughs> that's happened to you yes please yeah <laughs> oh I don't think that I have ever done it but I do remember um when I was working back in Gloria Jean still so many years ago now we used to put whipped cream on top of a lot of different beverages and um one of our baristas at the time made the mistake of kind of putting the beverage up on the the serving bench and doing the whipped cream in front of the guest and the whipped cream canister was getting quite empty oh, no. and had quite a lot of gas in it. And next thing, the uh, the guest wore the beverage rather than just getting whipped cream on top. So that was a massive what not to do moving forward when it came to training. <laughs> Isn't it good how much you learn from your mistakes? Yes, <laughs> <Absolutely>. Unwittingly. <laughs> and actually on that, because I know you're both very involved with developing people. Um, so I'm interested to to learn a bit more about that. So obviously that's one way to learn is to <laughs> do something very wrong. But what is it, I'll start with you this time, Alita, what is it about developing people and teaching that, that really lights you up? I think it's that connection when you're working with someone and helping them find that light bulb moment for them. So going through the mm. process of training Um, especially when it comes to hard skills, you know, making coffee, carrying plates, trays, all of those types of um, technical skills. When when you see someone working so hard to achieve that and you Mm. might need to go about it a different way, knowing everyone learns differently and trying to find the currency that speaks to them so they can understand Mm. um, and gain that knowledge. And then when you see that light bulb moment go off, it's, it's so satisfying as the trainer just to watch them be so excited. But then I, I think it goes a little bit deeper for me now as well. And it's more around the coaching piece around helping someone mm. see their potential. I think so often, you know, we can see others' potential and I'm sure we've all been in positions where our coaches, mentors, managers have seen potential in us and it's helping individuals realize what their future could look like and could potentially Mm. be their future and helping them take the steps to achieve that as well. I think that's really what drives me at the moment in helping people develop their capabilities. Mm. And do you see any difference with males and females when it comes to understanding and embracing their capabilities? Yes, there's probably a little bit of difference there, not in in any negative or, or bad way, just a different way of understanding Sometimes as females, we may approach things differently, maybe a little bit more cautious in the way that we we try to understand things. Um, 
but in, eventually we all kind of end up in, in the same position and, and understanding and gaining that knowledge, I guess. So it's just tailoring, knowing your audience and tailoring your delivery and your approach to, to help get the best out of that individual. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you know, as you would know, this year's theme for International Women's Day is embrace equity. And that is all about understanding the individual and then giving them what they need in order to achieve what they want. So that is, I can't think of a better example of putting that into action than that. So thank you for that, Melita. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) How about you, Kat? What is it about training and and developing people? I know you've studied behavioural science, you've got a bachelor's degree in that. So again, same question, what is it that lights you up about developing people? Yeah, well, like Melita said, I really like your expression of what currency. So yeah, what motivates someone? Yeah, how do you get them to perform in a certain way, but also just teaching them little extra things that people don't think of. I think especially in the art of service, you know, people don't understand the small things that you can do just to make you even better. So I really like those little like tips and tricks and helping people develop their own way of, yeah, just being able to perform but really excel at what they're doing. Mm. And have you had anyone who stood out for you during your journey who has been a particularly um, impactful mentor or even if someone's just said something that's been really helpful that's stuck with you? Yeah, I think at each job I've had someone along the way help you. You know, you learn things from different people. Mm -hmm. One of the funniest things that someone said has been, you know, do you think anyone knows what they're doing? You know, just wing it, like just go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, definitely my parents have been a big influence. I think there and my family, my brother and sister, because we've all worked together as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So we all go by the motto of just trust your gut, trust your intuition, because that will lead Mm -hmm. you the way you need to go. And yeah, just go for it, you know. Mm. And have you, can you think of any examples where you've, you've either done that or not done that and, and what the results were? <laughs> well, definitely this job, to be honest. So this is, you know, a kind of sales type role. I've never had sales or done any rep jobs before. So um, this was definitely a learning curve on that. But then you just realise that you're actually just, instead of working at one cafe, you're actually just working at hundreds of cafes, really. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just applying for something that you have no experience in and, and going for it and doing your best and just being yourself the whole time has really, yeah, led me to success actually. And, and so do you, so to sort of summarize, I suppose, what you think (laughs) the key ingredients are that have helped you get through, through those times, what would you say they are? Say, um, be nice to everyone. Uh, trust your gut and mm-hmm. be yourself. Those would be my three key things. Sorry. Mm. Oh, there goes. Is, it, is it Chino? Your dog? Yeah, my dog's Chino. name is Chino. Little baby Chino. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That's very cute. I love that. Trust your gut, be yourself, be nice to people. I mean, gosh, if we could all live like that consistently, life would be a lot more fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> And how about you, Melita? Who's made a big impact on you throughout your journey? Yeah, definitely. Much the same as Kat, uh, family and friends have always been so encouraging and always kind of there to, to give the motivation when you're doubting if you're 
if you really can do this next role or if you, you are able to step up, it feels like they've always got more faith in you than maybe you do and helping you see that. Um, I've had some mm. amazing managers and mentors along the way as well, which um, I feel, you know, they've always been able to kind of see the next step for you and, and what your potential is and just mm. kind of sitting back and learning and, and watching, I guess, those that you admire, how they approach things and kind of taking in little bits and pieces from, from everyone here and there that, that you think do an amazing job. Um, but no, definitely friends and family are always kind of there in your corner, giving you that boost when, when you potentially are thinking, don't know about this one, or can I really do this? And they're always there (laughs) egging you on. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like for both of you, then that, that support, the support that you now give to others in terms of helping people see their potential and, and go for it. Is that something you would recommend for people in the industry coming into it or trying to grow in the industry to, to have people around them that can show them the things they can't see maybe and pump them up (laughs) on a few things? Yeah, exactly. I would just say go for it, you know, and don't let anything hold you back because I think a lot of the time, you know, especially younger people, they get so nervous and, you know, they're not quite sure how to do things or they're nervous to make mistakes. But, yeah, you have to just learn from your mistakes because then you won't do them again. (laughs) Mm, Hopefully. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure Gloria Jeans now has a has a standard rule that you don't do the whipped cream up on the top of the counter. No whipped cream on the bench, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so talking of the industry then, if, do you see any specific challenges that people might face within the, the coffee, the hospitality industry as opposed to other industries? I think one of the largest challenges at the moment, um, and Kat, I'm sure you're, you're probably seeing something similar is after COVID and, and everyone getting back into as normal, like just trying to find the amount of people, um, in the industry that, that we need, um, and bringing mm-hmm. everyone in and, um, potentially for, uh, for trainers, they may not have worked in the industry before. There could be a lot of new people just, you know, coming out of school and looking for a new role. So, there's a lot of training and upskilling required at the moment and even just different conversations I've had in the last six months or so, a lot of people wanting to brush up on their skills, knowing how COVID affected so many and how so many weren't actually able to continue working. Um, you know, people may feel that their skills have gotten a little rusty and they want to just mm-hmm. brush up on what they want to and all of that type of thing. So I think that across the board at the moment is probably impacting things a fair bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. The the staff shortage is massive at the moment in hospitality and there's a lot of businesses looking for staff that can do multiple things now. So, yeah, there's just a real gap and a real struggle just to find people to come back to hospitality. I'm not exactly sure if people are now scared to Mm. enter the industry because it was, you know, such a strong one before. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely a lot of people are struggling just to get people to work. And do you think that that's the the key to bring people in is that ongoing development? But does that does that responsibility lie with the the owner of the cafe or restaurant or whatever, or can they actually go and get their own external training as well? 
Yeah, there's programs like TAFE, but I think it's up to the whole industry, to be honest, to share their skills and develop people and take time. But the problem is then Mm -hmm. people don't have time. So it's kind of like a catch-22 sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. How how about you, Melita? What's your view? No, exactly the same as, as how Kat just described it. It's a little bit of everyone's responsibility, I feel. The individual needs to, I guess, want it. And mm-hmm. for the for the cafe owner or the business owner, you know, investing in their team, I yeah. feel is one of the best investments they can make in their business, investing mm-hmm. in their people and growing their skills in turn only then helps their business and helps grow their business. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of everyone's responsibility. And I suppose it's something that a, a regular business owner, if you like, may never have thought about or encountered, right? If they've been in a franchise or something like that, perhaps. But, you know, hopefully something like this might might make people think, oh, maybe this is a place I can upskill so that I can then upskill my teams and give everyone a better a better journey and experience as a result, right? Exactly. And before you would get people applying, you know, you get hundreds of resumes and now you're you're not really getting that anymore. Um, and yeah, before people would be like, I just want someone to come in and, you know, start right away and have experience, but that's just not what's happening now. So yeah, people do need to invest in people and take the time and it will pay off in the long run. Mm. Okay, this question's just popped into my mind based on what you said before, Kat, about sales and you hadn't done sales before. If you were to pitch the hospitality industry to newbies looking for a career, a new career, what would you say? How would you pitch the hospitality industry? I am coming to you on this one as well, Melita, just so you know. <laughs> I'll start thinking. <laughs> uh, I would pitch the hospitality industry as basically a family. So it's a community that you can work in. You're going to gain skills that you'll have for life. You can travel around the world and work anywhere you like. And then you can make great coffee. You can cook. You can do everything at home as well. So, yeah, it's a great place to come and work. Thank you very much. I feel like I'm on Dragon's Den now. I'll decide if I'm going to invest. Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me $5 million, please. <laughs> Well, I think we'd we'd solve the problem if we could hand out $5 million everywhere, wouldn't we? (laughs) How about you, Melita? How would you pitch the the hospitality industry? Yeah, I would would pitch it as fun. You know, you, you can make it as fun as you want. It's a great opportunity to meet people. Um, it can be fast paced. It's diverse. It's, um, there's always something happening. As Kat said, you learn and you grow your skills that you can take anywhere in the world if traveling is on your mm. bucket list. And it just brings people together. So if, especially mm. if you're a people person, it's mm. definitely an amazing role. And I think now as well, you know, once upon a time, hospitality was kind of that stepping stone for a lot of people looking yeah. while they were studying or at university. And I think now it's not so much of a stepping stone, but even if people are studying at university, those skills can be put to use in hospitality, whether it be marketing, communications, PR, yes. all of those types mm. of roles as well. So it is a career in itself now exactly. rather than mm. just that kind of make do whilst I'm doing something else. 
Absolutely. Well, you ladies are testament to that as well. You know, you entered hospitality the traditional way and and now look where you both are. There's, it seems there's so many avenues that people can go on. Um, and I just wanted to come back to you, Melita, just, just for one last question. I asked this to Kat and, and not you earlier. What would you say are the, the key ingredients that you've drawn upon throughout your journey to help you manage and overcome challenges that you've come across? Patience. Is, is probably <laughs> a, a big one. one. I, I think <laughs> to have a, a lot of patience with those that I'm training and educating. And then when it comes to myself, I just want everything done yesterday. So patience, taking a step back and looking at it holistically rather than just kind of trying to form and make a decision on one aspect. Uh, as I've mm-hmm. gone through, I, I've learned to look at the data and analyze different things rather than base uh, decisions on emotions and things like that. Mm. It can be quite emotional when you're working with people um, and you can mm-hmm. see their emotions coming through as well. So, yeah, just trying to approach every aspect with a little bit of uh, breathing space and mm. making the right decision based on data and facts rather than kind of rushing into making a decision based on emotion. Mm. Mm, great advice. Thank you. Um, I'll take that one away as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, I mean, talking of taking away, you know, what I think has been a, a real key theme for our chat today, and I thank you for that, is is really this importance on development, whether you're developing other people, developing yourself, um, embracing the, the community around you, whether it is your peers or even your customers or, you know, mentors and, and people that have done what you want to do and really looking for those opportunities to have others help you see your capabilities and and fulfill them. And I think that's what I'm really going to take away from today. And and hopefully our listeners will too, is, is just that to look at how can we help others and how can we have others help us? Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time today, ladies. I've really enjoyed it. Tep, please thank Chino for making a little entrance <laughs> as well, Kat. I will. <laughs> and uh, don't worry, everyone out there. We've got we've got more podcasts in this episode. As you know, we've got so much gold. We couldn't possibly do everything in one episode. So stay tuned uh, for more excellent conversations. And once again, thank you, ladies, for your time and go forth and train and build those communities (laughs) thanks laura thanks so much laura join me next week for the final installment of this series of the local way where i chat with lucy ward and emily oak from st arley two coffee industry powerhouses with personalities as bold as their brews they'll share their secrets to success from finding mentors to faking it till you make it Plus, they'll delve into how important communicating and storytelling with customers is in a way that makes their customers feel seen and understood. We also talk about their mutual passion for sustainability and sourcing quality beans. Prepare to sip on some serious knowledge during this lively and insightful discussion. You won't want to miss it.